Chapter Thirteen of Shaggy Man in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Shaggy Man in Oz by Jack Snow. Tom goes to the rescue. Despite the late hour at which they had gone to bed, Tom awakened bright and early in the morning, hurried into his clothes, and bounded into Twink's room. The bed was empty. Thinking that Twink might have risen before him, Tom dashed into the living room. There he found Twiffle alone, deep in thought. Twiffle, Twiffle, Twink is gone, exclaimed Tom twiffle nodded his head gravely i know he said i looked for her about half an hour ago and she was gone i was afraid this would happen but this is terrible protested tom think of poor twink one of those senseless dummies just for the amusement of those wicked people the boy was thoroughly incensed as he went on they call this the valley of romance why they must be heartless they don't even know what real romance or love is twiffle let out a shout and leaped to his feet my boy you've done it he cried done what gasped the astonished tom you've just given me the solution to all our problems i now know how we can save not only twink and the shaggy man but all the other people enslaved by king ticket and queen curtain you do said tom wonderingly yes responded twiffle you were wrong about only one thing king ticket queen curtain and the lords and ladies are not heartless they have hearts all right but you were very right when you said they don't know what real romance or love is they don't we're going to show them and in the process we will rescue twink and shaggy twiffle excitedly unfolded his plan as tom listened he grew more and more cheerful when twiffle finished tom picked up the little clown and danced exuberantly about the room with him twiffle the boy shouted you're a wonder twiffle grinned from ear to ear it was you who gave me the idea he reminded tom modestly but we must plan very carefully he went on becoming serious remember there is only a slim chance that our plan will work we must take that chance and hope for the best as there is nothing we can do until tonight when the play is again presented we should make use of this time to work out every single detail of our plan twiffle and tom went over their plan again and again nevertheless the day seemed to tom one of the longest he had ever spent the long hours of waiting were broken only three times when lady q brought in tom's meals the food was quite good but a bit mixed up for breakfast the befuddled lady brought tom a large slice of roast beef with cornflakes and apple pie 
Lunch consisted of fried eggs, mashed potatoes, and doughnuts, while dinner was made up of boiled apricots, strawberry shortcake, and graham crackers. But Tom was hungry and didn't mind the strange assortment of foods too much. He managed to eat everything, even though Lady Q brought him six spoons with each meal and no knives or forks. When Lady Q appeared with the evening meal, Tom was a bit worried because they had not been asked to dine with the lords and ladies in the royal dining room. Could this mean they would not be invited to the play? If so, then their plan of rescue would be ruined. Twiffle was not worried. He was sure they would be asked to share the king and queen's royal box, if only as a form of punishment, since they would be compelled to see Twink as one of the puppets on the stage. Twiffle proved to be right. Early in the evening, Lady Q appeared in the doorway and led them again to the theater. King Ticket and Queen Curtain were already settled in the royal box when Tom and Twiffle arrived. Except to give them an icy stare, the monarchs paid no attention to their guests. Twiffle winked at Tom, but both of them were quaking lest Twiffle's plan not work. If it did not work, they would be worse off than ever. If possible, the play, it was the same one, was even worse than on the previous night. The players went through their parts in a dreamlike fashion, chanting their lines woodenly. Scenery fell apart, the curtain came down at the wrong moments, and everything possible went wrong. But King Ticket and Queen Curtain were enchanted. Along with the lords and ladies, they applauded vociferously and reacted to the ridiculous performance with even more enthusiasm than they had displayed the night before. This night, Tom had no trouble in keeping awake. He squirmed about in his seat with impatience, waiting until Twink and the Shaggy Man would appear. This didn't happen until the play was well into the fourth and last act. As on the night before, the Shaggy Man wandered blindly onto the stage, speaking the same lines in an almost indistinguishable voice. A moment later, Tom tensed with excitement. A new character had been added. It was Twink. Her eyes stared as she moved mechanically across the stage, murmuring the words of her lines. Tom took a deep breath and glanced at Twiffle. The time had come to act. Twiffle nodded. In the next instant, Tom climbed to the wide rail that encircled the royal box. Poised there for a moment, he gave a leap and landed on the stage. Without hesitating a moment, he dashed to the shaggy man, and to the amazement of everyone in the audience, except Twiffle, went through the shaggy man's pockets. Tom gave an exultant cry. He had found what he wanted. He held the love magnet before him, waving it first at the shaggy man, and then at Twink. Shaggy and Twink started, then rubbed their eyes and stared about them unbelievingly. 
Meanwhile, Tom was busy. He didn't hesitate until he had exposed the love magnet to the gaze of each of the enchanted actors and actresses. As each one looked at the love magnet, he lost his glassy stare and came to life. In a few seconds, the stage was filled, not with dummies, but with human beings. Bewildered, but freed from the thraldom of King Ticket and Queen Curtain's evil spell. As they recovered, several of them threw their arms around Tom, while all gazed at the boy with fondness and love in their eyes. Twink suddenly realized how greatly she loved her brother, and the first thing that the shaggy man said was, A great boy, that Tom. Meanwhile, King Ticket and Queen Curtain, as well as the entire audience, of lords and ladies had risen to their feet none of them spoke the real drama suddenly being lived on the stage held them fascinated at this very moment tom advanced to the front centre of the stage and with all eyes upon him flashed the love magnet before the audience a vast sigh went through the theatre and then there was a confused babble as the lords and ladies crowded into the aisle each of them bent upon reaching the stage and embracing tom who they realized suddenly was quite the most lovable person they had ever beheld king ticket leaped from the royal box onto the stage hurrying towards tom my dear boy he exclaimed how could i have been so blind isn't there something i can do for you name it and you shall have it my kingdom is yours for the asking queen curtain was standing in the box arms outstretched appealing to tom you darling boy she cried how wonderful it is that you have come to visit us twiffle was sitting quietly in the royal box grinning broadly wouldn't old conjo be surprised he thought if he knew how well the love magnet had done its work tom really is quite a boy end of chapter thirteen